0: hey guys so it's been one week and again finally recording i'm glad that on um, this whole schedule of podcasts and all has come back also i created a discord server so i will be soon sharing the link i was just setting up all those permissions and all of that and you know, whatever doing it up and all and uh, yeah, I think today or tomorrow I'll share the link I think I've already shared it on whatsapp and on the telegram groups Uh, so I'll may or may not keep the groups of telegram and whatsapp but yeah okay, so this week I thought about talking about a recent incident so um a person from dubai asked me to mentor them okay and uh this is just my experience being a mentor normally i'm a mentee but this time i'm a mentor and um yeah so some of the challenges i personally face some of the problems that i personally thought that guy was facing and um uh, also it's given me an i a uh, better understanding about the industry so normally uh, this is my personal approach of what i do is i find what the requirements of the field like you know any particular subject go take a day take a week take a month sometimes i'm still doing that for security but uh yeah and then just sit with it sit with all the books get all the books see all the resources And go through it. But this guy, he wanted to get into security fast. And he wasn't uh, even a part... He wasn't even in IT. So I'm trying to tell him, bro, calm down. Don't get into IT... Don't get into security that fast. In fact, it took me around, I think, three years of... I was doing security at that time, but not that much. Like, a part of it was of security. But from networking to development to uh, management, I'm in fact currently still doing that, management of servers, management of cloud infrastructure, architecture, designing, same thing, but yeah. And um, it's given me a better idea, it's given me a better hands-on security because I understand certain features that are being actively implemented in the cloud. Was actively under development or actively being used, okay. Like from an operations point of view, I'm not talking from an attacker's point of view. That gives me leverage from an attacking point of view, and it also gives me leverage from a defending point of view, wherein I know, okay, this is a current problem, so I'll create a rule set around it, or you know, I'll create a firewall rule, or I'll create a signature, whatever it is, around that particular problem or whatever I'll patch the issue or maybe uh, remedy the uh, risk or mediate the risk or get the risk profile lower but again coming back to my point I have learned this I'm not saying I'm an expert again I find it weird to say that I'm an expert because to be honest we all are constantly learning but uh, also it does work from a marketing point of view also if you don't if you're not an expert then okay i'm not going to trust you it's, i mean whatever it's a weird position to be in so if i'm going to talk to an hr person if i'm going to talk to a client or if i'm going to you know i'm going to portray my best self all my skills but well we all are learning you understand so again coming back to uh this guy i was mentoring he went out and he started in CTFs and I think he got the confidence which is good that you know he got an understanding of hands on Linux and all which is pretty good I'm not going to doubt that it's very good to you know just get your hands dirty and do it I mean I honestly take that approach give me a new product and give me some time and give me all the resources required to you know utilize that particular product and all the documentation I will start going through it and doing my own stuff you know and also break it so many times it ends up being broken so virtual machines are a pretty lifesaver in that case uh but uh yeah so he went on the ctfs and he went right to privilege escalation and he doesn't understand privilege escalation and that is my point you there's no fixed way of doing privilege escalation in linux or there's no fixed way of doing privilege escalation in windows it's understanding what services are running understanding how the services run understanding what cron jobs are running what uh, what repetitive tasks are running and then executing you know making an exploit for it or exploiting a certain vulnerability and then you go ahead but again you need your hands-on on on linux on a daily basis i won't say daily basis but you need your hands-on and understanding of how a system works and to be honest i don't find that part people want to get directly into you know um hacking but you do not know the basics then how far will you go you're going to get stuck at these points wherein which needs proper knowledge of the system. I'm not saying I'm an expert again, but uh yeah, like, okay. M- many people think Linux is, you know, really hard. I personally find Linux pretty easy, but I find Windows damn hard to understand. Now, I'm not talking about from your GUI level or, you know, basic commands level i'm talking about right down to the system level of how a process is executed what files are where where, what are the location of the drivers what does the driver really do in the back end what does it talk to what are system commands what like you know all those parts and all basically i want to understand each and every detail i want to understand how the system works and for that reason i find windows comparatively harder now i have got my hands on mac and mac os so that also is pretty good i can play around with that but um yeah you don't need to you know, go and buy another computer or you know just use what you have in fact i've been using windows but i have learned linux more in fact my knowledge of linux i'd say is much more than my knowledge of windows uh, again not saying that i'm an expert but yeah pretty much i find windows is really hard to understand So recently, I was dealing with a driver, so I'm trying to get my camera's light to go off, but while it is still recording or while the camera is active. So for that, I needed to go and change something in my DLLs and drivers, but for this particular camera, okay, I won't share, I'll share the details a little later, but for this particular camera, I cannot locate the drivers. And it's not like you know you do a just you run a search and you know you get the driver name. No, it's from my understanding as of now it's based on hardware IDs. So that also goes into levels from my understanding. I might be wrong at this. I'm still trying to figure it out. But your USB has a hardware ID. Okay, in that if it's a USB hub, okay that has. individual hardware ids under that based on what device is connected to the hub so technically if you are on a shared lane and i might be wrong on this again i'm just sharing my experience of what i think i've understood i'm still trying to understand but if you're on a shared bus on um on windows it will show everything under that bus as it's technically a hub Okay, and now under that, you need to figure out which is your hardware ID. Then in the hardware ID, also when I go into it, your drivers are technically getting distributed. It's not like it's in one folder or, you know, one folder. It's like two folders right beneath each other. No, it's not happening like that. These drivers are distributed all around and I can't figure out what the hell is going on. (laughs) Again, just sharing my experience of Windows. a Complicated OS. Um, so, in coming back to my point, it's you need to get your hands dirty you It's not a one day thing in fact, I don't know if I've said this or no, but my security knowledge has come less from Kali, more from Windows and Python and Googling stuff. I mean, I've learned much way more, and I'm talking even on the offensive side, okay my offensive skills, whatever I've learned, is much more, because of what I've googled, of what environments I've created, some of them are Linux environments, but, not particular, Kali, Kali would be, 1% of my, offensive, knowledge, in in fact, I'll still say, I'm kind of a noob in Kali, like, noob, I mean, yeah, because, I don't use Kali that much I know how to use it I use Linux a lot I use uh, Ubuntu servers a lot and uh, specifically on the operation side of things so my knowledge has come a lot from the operation side of all of this and I've learned much more from that even on the offensive side from just using it from managing it from you know dealing with it currently I think I have around four servers in my house um, one is a code server so that's where I you know deploy codes so I've got a visual studio uh, on my local system which connects to a remote server that remote server is this local system in my house then I have a ftp server for sharing data between vms and internally on my home network then I've got a a DNS server and I've got a docker server so a docker server is running it's running uh, portainer which is basically like a UI for all your docker containers so you could even in fact start docker um, containers out of it but i mostly do it on command line and then if i need to manage it i you know use portainer so again my knowledge has come from using these systems and dealing with them so recently i had a problem with my dns Wherein in my uh, local systems, in my, my local environment, they were not querying my DNS server. It was going and querying Google's DNS server. But my DNS server was accessible from the local systems. Basically, if I run an NS lookup and uh, point to the DNS server, I can, I'm getting an answer. But if I do an NS lookup of Hotmail.com or Microsoft.com, it was asking Google servers. I only went and understood where the problem was arising when I uh, I called in someone who's, who does this on a daily basis and my IPv6 was enabled. Now, I don't remember enabling it on my router. I disabled it, but um, I think, you know, i may have been mistaken or in my sleep like, well, like i was coding something or i must have wanted an ipv6 ip went and you know enabled it and uh yeah so it's like late in the night so you just don't remember what you're doing you just want to publish or you know put something out there or get a feature that you just thought about i think something like that has happened and i enabled ipv6 so what was happening it was going and querying google servers so but I didn't want that to happen. And in my local environment. All my systems. or majority of them. All have an IPv4. Some have an IPv6. For certain reasons. I have segmented it out. So yeah. Um, but again. So my knowledge increased. Because I had the opportunity. Or I faced this problem. Now if you are Just skipping on all these problems, you're not going to understand what's happening in the background. And during a pen test, things go wrong. Now, I don't have, um, I wouldn't say okay, I don't have a lot of knowledge on the red teaming side of it. Um, I've done maybe only one pen test, I and that's also been a while ago. But things do go wrong on a pen test, and you need to know what's wrong, otherwise, you're gonna get the blame. And that's the last thing you want to do, uh, especially if you have not done anything wrong, right? So, don't don't go into security with the point of, oh, yes, there's a lot of money in it. Don't do it for the money as of now. I mean, okay, and people's situations are different. I understand that. But uh, do it from a point of your of learning because you will need the skill of just learning that is an essential part of security so don't forget that ever okay the next thing uh i think i did mention this in this one but for some reason i'm really happy that i was able to get mac os on my system so it's running in a vm it's a hack and dosh and i was able to get icloud also working with it apparently if i'm not wrong i think i last time i tried it was a problem but i'm so happy now i can test stuff on macOS. i've got mac os i've got windows i've got linux i've got almost anything i want including the os that runs in south in north korea <laughs> funny thing but yeah um so yeah i'm really happy about that so yeah that's it for this week i'll talk to you guys next week